Hi there, and thanks for joining me for another episode of Pour It Out with Alana Beverly. I am your host, Alana, and I'm so excited to have you join me again this week. This is episode number 12, and today on the podcast, I have Chloe Miller with me again. She is back for another episode, and today we talk all things friendship. We just share about our friendship and the ups and the downs that we have faced. And uh, neither of us are experts. We have made mistakes. We continue to make mistakes in our friendship and other friendships. Uh, So we are not experts by any chance, but we have learned a lot along the way. And so we just kind of share that a little bit. So I hope that you enjoy today's episode and I just invite you to grab a cup of coffee And join us as we pour it out. Hey. (laughs) What up, yo? (laughs) We just got done talking about, I was like, hey, can you do something other than say hey? (laughs) So that threw her all off. So So I told her I would say what I say when I answer the phone when she calls. What up, yo? (laughs) And I was like, yeah, don't do that. But she did. So here we are. We got the worst part over, that intro. Yep. (laughs) So we are going to talk about friendship today. I tell people all the time, and I've told her, um, Chloe is the person who's taught me the most about friendship over the years. Um, And so I thought it'd be fun to bring her on to chat about it. And that being said we had to put a I was like wait I have to like we have to explain like I'm not saying I'm the best there is I'm not this friend guru but it is an area in my life that the Lord has shown me a lot over the years and I think it's where I've grown um to start off like I years ago I think a couple different people in my life had made comments there I think feelings had gotten hurt and There was a comment made of like, you get to know somebody and then you get excited uh, for a while, you enjoy that friendship, and then somebody new comes into the picture, so then you get excited about that person, and then you move on, and you move on, you move on. And that kind of hit me years later of, you know, the genuine um, side of things and the loyal side of things was just not very present. And... I felt really convicted about that. And so I went on this journey with the Lord of what it looks like to, you know, be Christ-like in my friendships. And anyway, Alana has been a, a big part of that. And my story is like opposite of that kind of, I feel like, um, I was always really intentional with people and intentional with friendships and um, had really, really good ones. And it was kind of the area of my life that I prided myself in of like, I'm a good friend. And then just, you know, life happens and, you know, people are people and um, relationships are hard. And um, I think I walked through seasons um, of hurt. And, you know, it was just kind of, I started putting walls up and I started pushing people more and more, you know, at arm's length, um, and even farther sometimes and was like, I just don't want this and friendship isn't for me. And so I put up so many walls that instead of being as free and careless as I was before in them, I was like, nope, I'm good. You know, it's so ironic about you saying that, which it just hit me now. The journey that the Lord has had each of us on independently in friendship is hilarious how it intersects because at the moment where I realized I needed to really invest and be intentional and, and pursue friendships, you like were tapping out, tapping out. <laughs> so, <laughs> no wonder we had a few difficult times. <laughs> Oh, and I it's think it's funny though. It is because I've always been in friendships and in relationships. I've always been the fighter for them. I've always been the one to show up and to keep showing up and to keep fighting. And, and when we became friends was when I was really tapping out of that. And I was like, 
I don't, my personality is I don't do conflict. So when I say I fight for people, I don't mean I like do conflict. I just, I would be the one to always initiate, to always call, to always, hey, do you want to get coffee? Hey, do you want to get lunch? Hey, I haven't seen you in so long. And instead of waiting for other people to call me, I was always the one to initiate. And I think I just got tired of it and was like, well, I'm just done. And so, um, and then there's you who. That is conflict. (laughs) (laughs) All about it. (laughs) Not all about it, but I don't, I don't shy away from it. And I've grown in the sense of like, there's healthy and unhealthy conflict and confrontation. And I think at one point it was very unhealthy of, you know, focusing on how you've hurt me or you've done this. And I don't remember where I heard it, but it was, it was told to me one time of like, when you, when you enter into, oh, I think it was Craig Rochelle. It was a marriage thing, but it was in terms of relationship. When you enter into a conversation, the minute you start saying you, um, and talking about the other person, it brings a lot of walls up for them. But if you enter into the conversation with it hurt me when, or I got my feelings hurt, like starting off focusing on what happened with you mm-hmm. so that you don't, the other person doesn't feel like you're just like attacking them. Anyway, so I feel like that's an area where I've learned and I don't do it perfect every time. Um, but it's just those little things have really made uh, distance in, in relationships for me, especially with you. But then there's times where you legit confront and well, yeah. show up at my house that <laughs> when I say that Chloe is the one who, um, changed friendship for me and has taught me the most, it has been to teach me to, to fight more. And, um, it's a really great lesson, but it's happened in the craziest of ways because I, so when I <laughs> would put walls up and I still do this, I mean, I, I don't like to talk about it. I'm not a, I don't like to share my feelings. I am great at listening to everybody else's feelings. I don't like to share mine. And so, um, something would happen or she would know that something was off or she would know that she upset me or that something had happened that I was mad about. And she would call me and I would say, I would ignore the call. I was going to say, you wouldn't answer. (laughs) And I would text and say, hey, sorry, I can't talk. I can text though. What's up? And I would be like, how are you? And she'd be like, I'm I'm fine. I'm good. I'm fine. And I just knew like. So then she'd call again (laughs) and I'd ignore it and say, I said, I can't talk. What's up? And so then she'd try to call again and I'd say, stop. Like, I can't talk right now. Well, what are you doing? Well, I just can't talk. So then literally next thing I know, there's somebody banging on my front door. (laughs) Raindray's like, were you expecting somebody? Nope. (laughs) And here comes Chloe. Well, you wouldn't talk to me. So I had to to show up. (laughs) And I wish I could say that that only happened once, but it happened like three or four times. Yeah. And literally right there in that intersection of like me getting outward <laughs> and you pulling inward. And I can remember one time I was getting the kids ready for something. And I was like, I'm not even mad. I just literally can't talk. And you were like, well, I'll sit with you while you get them ready. <laughs> just wanted to make sure. <laughs> and so I think, but that's what, I mean, we, I can say with a confidence, we would not still be friends if you didn't do that. As crazy as it was in the moment. And as I was not, it was not one of those, like you showed up at my house and I was so happy to see you. I was mad. Like I was like, I don't want you here. Like there was a tangible tension and it was, I, yeah. And from my perspective, like there was, I wasn't just doing that to do it because I don't know the bottom line. It was the Lord because when I would walk through things with you and we were verbalizing, which I'm just, a, I verbalize, I, same with Brady, like when we're trying to talk things out, he likes to take a little while and I'm like, no, we're going to talk about it now. I, I, I don't like to reserve thoughts and sometimes 
I mean, there's wisdom in doing in reserving because then you don't just say <laughs> everything you're thinking. But <clears throat> in those situations, it was like, no, I know that it's going to be better for us to just talk things out because the longer there's silence, the more room there is for lies to come in and assumptions to come in. And I was just very adamant that she was somebody, you were somebody worth fighting for in my life. And there was friendship there that I, I desired to continue. Um, and so it's not like I just go looking for confrontation necessarily, but in those moments, it felt so much more than just how are you? Like, I wasn't just trying to pick a fight and get to the bottom of it. I really felt like the Lord showed me for you you were used to having people just ask, how are you? And when you'd answer, I'm fine, it was, that was it. And I felt like it was supposed to help you trust and know that I was loyal and that I did care. Mm -hmm. And I think that was the main motivation of it. Well, yeah. I mean, I was just thinking like, it hasn't just changed things in friendship. Like it's changed me. Because I think there is something where it's like when you realize in your identity, like, and not to get all super deep or whatever, but like when you have seen so many people stop fighting for you and just let the friendship go or let the relationship go. And then it's like, you feel like, okay, well, I'm just easily replaceable and I'm just easily forgotten and I'm easily like, whatever. It's like, I add value. And then once I'm done meeting the need that you have or being an asset to you, then you can drop me and not think twice about it. And then so to have you be like, no, 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 come back. <laughs> it was like the Lord used that to say like, no, like you're worth, you're worthy of somebody showing up for yeah, over and over and over. And so it was like you being like Lisa Harper says like you being Jesus with skin on you know, yeah. and just showing up and saying like, no, you're worth fighting for. And I really do remember there being times where it was like, there is a lot of, you know, I think there's this idea in friendships that, you know, you're friends because it's easy and there's an ease to it. And that's why we're such good friends. And I just don't, I don't know that I always agree with that, especially walking through, you know, our early friendship together because I did, I so strongly felt there were moments where it was like, would it be easier to just like drop it? Like she clearly is not going to keep pursuing because she's frustrated or whatever. Would it have been easier? Maybe, but they're just at the end of the day, I always felt in my spirit, there was going to be something so much larger than just you and I's friendship. It was, it was connected with your identity in Christ and my identity in Christ and how he, you know, meets us in our needs and, and wants to, you know, create in us a new heart and mm -hmm. things like that. I just felt like we're so monumental when it boiled down to it. It wasn't, I really was walking in obedience is what I felt. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's done so much for me and how I view friendships and how I view relationships. Um, he's given me a, a confidence again, like I joke that I'm confrontational and I can, you know, be, well, you are, I mean, I, <laughs> I can, but I just, I do, that's not always how I've been either. Right. So like, that is a big thing that the Lord has, I believe has grown in me of standing up for, for things that, you know, I believe in, or that I feel like he's wanting to use in my life. And so not and he's used it with me too. Like, I mean, even not even just my identity part and stuff like that, but it's given me a voice. Like I'm able now to have conversations with people. Well, first of all, first and foremost with you, you know, to, we just had one before we hit record, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you brought something to my attention and I literally was like, did you have to say that right before and we before started recording? You would have just shut down you, years ago. You would have just been like, and we should just record another day <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> um, but kidding. now I'm at a place where I can say, Hey, like, I need you to know, like, this really hurt my feelings or I feel really insecure about this or this really kind of made me mad. Like, 
you know, and I even just over, I mean, I feel like we've had a lot of these conversations over the past week. <laughs> yeah. Of just, I'm kidding. <laughs> of just like, hey, I've been kind of holding on to this and, you know, this just is really kind of bothering me. And I never would have done that before. And it's bled over into other friendships with me where instead of putting the wall up and just walking away from it, um, I mean, sometimes I still do that, let's be real, but I do more often say, hey, I need to talk to you about this. And it's a process. It's definitely a process. Like I said at the beginning, I'm not, I'm not claiming that I do it perfectly at all the time and all of my friendships, relationships, but it's just something that I is on the forefront of my mind now. And I just, I feel so strongly that we are meant to do life in community and together. And when we can have a trust, when we can have a foundation of, I do have your best interest in mind. And I do want to, I want this relationship to be honoring to the Lord and glorifying to the Lord. That sometimes means having hard conversations Mm -hmm. and that sometimes means voicing our hurts and not to be, you know, I think you can go on the full other side of the pendulum of always getting your feelings hurt. And so then it's like, you hurt my feelings when you said this, or I got offended when this happened, or, you know, I think that's where my one-on-one relationship with the Lord, I need to focus on, okay, but why, why is that offending me? Why is that tripping Mm -hmm. me up? And it just shows, it gives a lens into like our own, yeah, in in our own heart and what the Lord's wanting to reveal in us. Yeah. Go check your heart. Yeah. He does it through friendship. (laughs) (laughs) Because sometimes, yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. And that's where it's like, it's, it's the whole like vertical versus horizontal, like your relationship vertically with him, you know, he shows you you know, I go to him first and say, is this something I need to confront? Is yeah. this something I need to address? Or is this just something in my heart that you need to heal? Yeah. And there have, there have been times even with you where I know that there's something going on. Like I know that there's either something that you got upset about or something rubbed you the wrong way or whatever. And I, there have been moments where I've asked the Lord, do I show up or do I reach out? And he said, no, in order. And I truly believe that's in order for him to work something out in your heart. Yeah. And you've then come back and said, I'm really glad that you didn't like, I'm glad we didn't talk about it first because he revealed some things to me. And I think that's just where he, I, the Lord is just so good and he's so faithful. And I just, I love to think that he's pleased with, you know, people in living in, in relationship and community, including him in it. Yeah. Um, and that's what I, I, I think that's been a big takeaway for me and our friendship over the years is realizing it's not just you and I, like we've, we've allowed the Lord to speak to us individually and it's blessed the relationship together. Yeah. And I think it's also brought like understanding on my end to, um, to understand and to show up better. Like there was a time just a few weeks ago, or maybe it was about a month ago where you were having a really hard day. And before I think I would have just been like, Oh, I'm really sorry. Like whatever. But because we have the depth that we do now, you know, I was like, what do you need from me? Yeah. What, what do you, what do you need? And your response was, I need you to come over and pray with me. And so I did. And it wasn't a second thought, like, you know, I did. And I think, you know, that's something like just showing up and being, and being honest enough on both ends to say like, I'm willing to stop my life in this moment, which you can't always do. I mean, it's not always immediate at that time it was, but you know, when you, when I hear you upset to be like, I need to go help. And so what can I do? And my personality is I'm a fixer. So like my mind is already like, okay, what can I do? What can I do? But what I want to do may not be what you need. And so to say, what do you need from me in this moment? And you be honest and humble enough to say, I need you to come over. Yeah. 
I haven't always been able to answer that question. And I think a lot of people struggle with that because there's, you know, in, in friendship and in relationship, there's an element of, um, not weakness, but vulnerability. Vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I just always think about when people say like, how are you doing when they don't really want to know the answer? Mm -hmm. It's just the thing to do. And I think when you can get past that in friendship and really know when the person asks you, what do you need or how are you doing? There's a safety and there's a vulnerability that you can step into um, and know that it's either covered in prayer. It's covered in, in true um, love and, and care. And that just, that takes that, that friendship to another level. Mm -hmm. And it's just really beautiful to see that happen. Mm -hmm. And I'm really thankful that I've been able to do that. And, um, I think the other thing for me in terms of friendship that I've realized over the years is having to kind of zero in on, you know, for a long time, I always thought the more friends I had, Mm -hmm the more fulfillment I would feel or the better I would be. And in reality, that's really hard to maintain. Mm -hmm. Like true friendship is really hard to maintain when you have a lot of, and that was another thing I felt like the Lord showed me was I had a lot of like, think of land, think of the grass and you can like, there's a glass in front so you can see the roots going down vertically or sorry, horizontally. And I would see, I saw this big row of lots of plants with tiny little roots. And I felt like the Lord was showing me like, sure, from the top, it looks like I have a lot of friendships, a lot of relationships. But if you look underneath, they're all shallow. shallow. And a lot of them are not healthy because they're not getting the care, the pruning, the watering, whatever that they need. And so as hard as it was for my personality and the way I viewed people and friendships over the last couple of years, I've just really, the Lord has highlighted the relationships um, for me that I can invest in and that I can be Mm -hmm. content. That was a big thing too. I've learned is contentment, Mm -hmm. realizing that more friends doesn't equal contentment. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it takes intentionality and it takes time and it takes care. Um, But the, what it produces is, is beautiful. And so I've had to trust the Lord in that of, and I still, I mean, I, we've had this conversation before just recently of like the, I, like the, the fantasizing of, you know, having different friend groups or more friends. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, I want to be, I want to be honoring in the relationships that I have and give it the time Mm -hmm. and, and the care that they deserve and that they need. And it's exhausting. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what I found was that like I tried to be so much to so many people and I just, I was neglecting my family yeah. and the ones that were closest to me. Like there was, you know, that group that, you know, my, my family first and foremost, but it was like, I was so busy taking care of, um, remember that podcast we listened to that was like, you know, you're so busy taking care of the people that you may not even ever see again, like going above and beyond for the people that you'll never see again, that you neglect your family. The ones right in front of you that are there day in, day out. And I remember being so convicted by that. And I remember even when you listened to it, you were like, you do that sometimes. That's you. (laughs) And, um, and so I'm just sounding like a terrible person. No, no. But, um, but I think, so I just had to learn like, And I still do, like, I still do for people that I'm not necessarily like the closest to. And you do too. Like we're both big on like taking a meal and doing, you know, doing, showing up in some way that we can, but we both have learned to pray about it first and ask the Lord, is this something that like, do I have capacity for it? Is this something that's going to take away from my family? Is this something that's going to take away my energy or my focus? And if it's not then, okay, yeah, I'll do it. You know, I'll sign up and I'll go to this place or I'll go do this thing or I'll serve in this way. But, um, but if it's, I'm just more guarded, Mm -hmm. I guess with, um, and also for me also is I never want, I never want people to feel like 
it's not special or that it's not genuine. So like if you're always doing all the things for all the people, then it kind of falls flat because it's like, well, it's not really special when you show up for me because you show up for everybody. And I just never wanted people to feel that way. You know what I mean? Like, or if you, I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, like you carried an expectation. Like you never wanted somebody to feel less than because that's just what you do for everyone. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, just learning. So I've slowed down and I've taken, you know, I've done that too, but it's been in a, a more healthy way. Whereas mm-hmm. before it was just, I'm just done with people. Um. And then I, I felt like the Lord told me not long ago, even just coming out of that season of like, I'm just done. Um, you know, I remember the Lord told me just recently, like, you can either be done and shut down and miss out on some really good opportunities with people, or you can open your heart up again and risk being hurt, but also experience some amazing blessings. Yeah. And so it's just having wisdom to know when to invest, where to invest. Um, and that's only done through him first. I was going to say, and he, yeah, he's there through it. Like I, I've just been able to rely on him a lot through navigating friendships and relationships and cause it's not, it's not easy. I mean, two different people with two different personalities mm two different lifestyles or whatever, like Mm -hmm. it's hard to navigate. But when you take it to the father, I mean, his, I, I believe when he talks in scripture about his burden is easy, his yoke is light. I, I look at that, Mm -hmm. that lens for a lot of different things. And Mm -hmm. I think this is one that fits in that, but yeah, it's good stuff. I just wanted to interrupt the podcast really quick and tell you about a few local partnerships that I have going on with some downtown businesses. The first one is Sweet William Blossom Boutique. It is located at 90 West 2nd Street across from Carl's Townhouse. They have the best of the best chocolate covered strawberries. I mean, literally the best in the whole entire world, I think. Um, They also have gourmet apples, charcuterie boards, they sell candles, they sell a little bit of everything. And now they even have chicken noodle soup and it is phenomenal. I don't even like chicken noodle soup, but I tasted it and I fell in love. It's delicious. Um, They also have a combo where you can do um, chicken salad croissant with chicken noodle soup and it is fantastic. And they just started selling Dirty Pop, cue all of the NSYNC music, and um, they're delicious drinks. They are pop mixed with some syrups and some creamer, and it's made with love, and it's fantastic. So go check them out if you have not been there yet, and I promise you will be so happy, and you can send especially the chocolate covered strawberries. I'm a little bit partial and a little bit biased, but you can send them and they come in a wonderful pink box and it's just magical because it brightens your day right away. Also, the other one is Roast Coffee. It is located at 107 East 2nd Street in the Fort Collective. The best of the best coffee here in town. best drinks, best atmosphere. You walk in, you see tons of people that you know and you get to love on and it's fantastic. The baristas are amazing. They get to know you, they know your order. I literally walk in and they have my drink made before I even pay. Cannot say enough good things. Go check Roast out. Also, it's located in the Fort Collective, like I said, and so there's other stores in there. So you can shop while you wait for your coffee. And so, win, win, win. It's fantastic. Go check them out. Both of these places are absolutely wonderful. And if you go check them out, just let them know that I sent you. So I think it would be beneficial to talk about like how we became friends. And maybe we should have done this at the beginning. I don't know. But I just like 
for me, I always felt like, you know, I'm an only child. And so I always felt like based off of TV shows that I watched and movies that I watched and stuff, it was like, you find your best friend when you're a kid and you just grow up with them and they are just your best, best friends. And that didn't really happen. I mean, I have friends that I've been friends with since childhood and stuff, but we've also gone our own separate ways and we, they intersect and connect at different times, but we're not like consistent with each other. Um, and so like, for me, I was a lot older than I thought I would be when we met. And, um, again, like I have other really good friendships that I had before you and stuff, but you know what I mean? Like, um, and so I just think to talk about how, like, you know, we met and how we met and what our friendship looked like in the beginning. Cause it wasn't just, I mean, I think we kind of talked about like in the beginning of our friendship, it was so crazy and stuff. And it wasn't like that right off the bat. Like, cause yeah. any friendship that you have, you start out, it is like just fun and you're getting together and you're hanging out and, um, and then all of that. And then as you with people, you know, the Lord is always like pulling back. It's like an onion. They pull back, he pulls mm-hmm. back a layer at a time. And so the deeper and deeper you go with people is when you start kind of running into these, like, oh, are we going to face this head on or are we going to walk yeah. away kind of thing? Which is always unsaid, which is funny to me. Yeah. It's like looking, I don't know. I just, because I love dissecting relationships at times. It's always interesting. The unsaid things that the, the waves that friendship go through that like from a different perspective you can see, but in it, you don't really see like, that's what you're doing. Anyway, that was a side note. So we met before either of us had our boys, our boys. So that would have been 2015. Mm Mm-hmm. It was like the beginning of 2015, I think. Well, was I met Amaya's you. exactly the time we No, I, I met you. You came out to Rick and Dawn's house. Oh, that's right. For a pool party. Yes. Yeah. And so I met you there originally. Right. Um, I think that was like the year before or maybe even two years before. Um, but then we, and so I feel like we had seen each other. I had heard your name. Yeah, I had, known, um, I knew of you, but we didn't really connect until Emmaus. That's right. My Emmaus walk. Yeah. And that was spring of, or like winter of. Yeah. It was like, it was February, 2015. That's yeah. actually when it was. Yeah. And then you, we were both pregnant that summer. Mm-hmm. Didn't you like make an <laughs> announcement? <laughs> We were. I was so like. <laughs> no, I asked first. I asked first. Okay, but that was early on when I wasn't confrontational, and I did not feel comfortable <laughs> telling you no. Well, you are just now telling me that just right now in this podcast. So, like, we went to get lunch. We got coffee. No, we no, were at Costa del Taco. No, we got coffee first, and then <laughs> I I know this. Well, I'll get. So we got coffee, but the picture was taken in Costa del. No, it wasn't. It was in Coffee Craze. Coffee craze and raisin. Okay, we're going to look that picture up after this because um, I don't. We I don't took that. a picture there, and this is how I know because <laughs> selling all my business on this podcast. <laughs> so Chloe gets really sick with her pregnancies, and I remember you saying, "Like, let's go get Casa," and I was scared to get it with you because I thought you were going to get sick, <laughs> and I don't do. <laughs> She don't do vomit, y'all. She don't do it. And so I was like, are you sure you want to get lunch? (laughs) And so we took the picture and stuff first. But we took a picture and I said something about posting it. And I said what I was going to say. And I said, but I don't want to tell your news. Like, we're not even that good friends. I had literally just found out I was pregnant. I don't want to be the one to like tell the world. And you were like, no, it's fine. And because I I didn't know the whole world knew Alana at that point. My gosh. And so I did. And that was, (laughs) yeah, I was like two pregos or something like that. Or might I get text messages? (laughs) And then all my comments blew up. What? I didn't know Chloe was pregnant. She's so sweet. Oh, and I'm like, wait, you know them too? You know them? (laughs) 
Oops. In that moment, I just was thinking, oh, it'll be fine. I mean, I don't want her to announce, but it'll be fine. Well, that shows how much that confrontation thing is. <laughs> it's really grown, y'all. Now I would have been like, no, you're not posting. Actually, I so, wouldn't even ask now. Well, now you know, you'll, you'll either cut the top off. I mean, I'm not pregnant, y'all. I'm not. <laughs> but the I story that we'll get to, I was pregnant in. Yeah. And you were like, here, hide, hide your stomach. I know you don't want it on, on Facebook. Yeah, we'll get, we're anyway. going to end this podcast with that story. Anyway. Um, so yeah, we met and we, we, it's funny too, the more we, or the longer our friendship, the more we realize like our paths probably cross. Like we were just talking about volunteering at Elizabeth's Hope and we would have been there the same time, but we just didn't know each other, which is so funny to me. Yeah. But we met, hit it off, and then shortly after that, you started coming to Bible study. Yeah, I started doing the Monday night, Tuesday night, Tuesday night, Tuesday Bible, night Bible study. You had Caleb in November. I had Kai in February, and then after that, we we hit, just yeah, we just did lunch together and we yeah. just hang out a yeah. lot, and then um our husbands became friends and they did like a mentoring thing together, Mm -hmm. discipleship group together. Um, the two of them and another guy. And, um, so yeah, like it's just been, we've had family nights and, you know, just all kinds of stuff. She was working in Circleville at that point. So I watched my kids kids every once in a while. You were my backup babysitter all the time. I still Um, have pictures that pop up as memories. I'm like, Oh my gosh, look at those babies. They were so little. And then we hit a really rough, not patch between us, but there was just a situation that had come up pretty early. I mean, we were... It was within the year, the first year. Yeah, of them, because our babies were babies. Yeah. Um, And it was a situation where we had to fight together. We had to fight. It was a spiritual... It was a spiritual warfare kind of thing. And, um, I am convinced and know, um, without a shadow of a doubt that when, when things happen that you go to battle together and, um, with the Lord like that, you for, there's a a depth that's forged there. Mm -hmm. And I think that, um, that happened really early on. And so I think that that's even what kind of gave ground to, the steadiness of our friendship afterwards yeah. because we had to really pray for each other and pray together a lot. In and that, that season. was monumental for me in my personal faith because I had, I had always, I mean, I had known the Lord since I was young, but it was becoming very personal and very um, intentional. Like I was realizing like what my faith, what, who the Lord actually was in my life mm-hmm. and how to, partner with him. I, that just wasn't like, I just always, I'll pray know, about it. Yeah. I was a, I was a Christian. I loved the Lord. I wanted to be pleasing to the Lord, but I never understood the idea of a two-way relationship. And mm-hmm. that really like what we walked through really sparked and just having somebody else that was on that level of, of knowing like, this isn't going to fix itself. This isn't like we, we as you know, daughters of Christ, we have an opportunity to really press in and fight and pray and petition. And that was a huge, yeah, that was a huge foundational moment for us. I think mm-hmm. um, it shifted everything for yeah. us. I mean, there was, there was a lightheartedness and an easiness because you are fun. I mean, you're the most fun friend that I have. <laughs> and so I think up to that point, it was all fun. It was all, we would go deep as far, we would go deep as far as like, I was, well, I would be up all night with my baby (laughs) while I was sleeping all night (laughs) and then have to get up and drive all the way to Circleville and not get any sleep. And then I just side note, that was something at one point, Alita was just like, for the sake of our friendship, you can't talk to me about sleep. Like you can't 
I don't want to call you. Actually, I don't know if you said this, but I know you felt it. She would literally call me at like 930 if she was having like a lunch break or something. She'd be like, what are you doing? Oh, just laying in bed with us. <laughs> what? She gets so mad. And I would, the resentment that I felt was so real. So real. And, um, and so it was, it was hard. I like, so I think up to that point though, it was very surfacey. Like if it was ever deep conversations, it was like, I'm frustrated because my kid's not sleeping and I just feel like a bad mom or something like that. And you'd yeah. have to talk me off a ledge or something, <clears throat> but like, um, it wasn't real like deep, deep. And when we did that, when we walked through that season, it became deep because yeah. we needed we needed the Lord's wisdom and his guidance. And he showed each of us individually, but then he would show me things for you and yeah. show you things for me. Yeah, um, it was huge. And so I think that is a point that, I mean, we, we bring it up to say this because I think that it's important to know like friendship is fun and friendship is there's just a balance. Like, you know, you have all of the fun things and you have all of the, once you get to the point where you have the deep conversations and you have the depth and stuff, but it's also like, it's having friends that you can go to war with, Mm -hmm. you know, that aren't going to be afraid of the battle and aren't going to be like, okay, I'll pray over here for you. Like, but we'll come in the moment and say, nope, let's do this. Yeah. Um, And it, I mean, it can be uncomfortable. I had, I wasn't used to praying with other people like that that was new for me like verbally praying like like just spilling our hearts out to the lord and and asking for wisdom and you know it might feel uncomfortable but the the presence of the lord was so thick and it was just yeah like it really i look back and i'm like i forgot or i forget and then i'm quickly reminded like how how amazing that was I mean not all good but it was mm-hmm. it was foundational you mm-hmm. know <laughs> it was intense <laughs> um but it's good I mean from this perspective now being on this side of it and stuff it's it made us stronger as people and our friendship for sure and so mm-hmm. I think when you walk through hard times with people it forges something totally deep and special mm-hmm. um that isn't found any other way. You can't talk your way to it. You can't experience your way to it um, in the fun things, but you just got to trudge through it. Yeah. Um, but it's something I would never, I would never want to go back to it, but I yeah. am thankful. You don't want to sign up for it, but. <laughs> but I'm thankful When it happens, it happens you're, yeah, you want to have the perspective that the Lord can use it and he will use it. Um, well, is there anything else you want to add? About friendship, about our friendship, about friendship in general, um, about anything. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful I'm for you. Thankful that the Lord is faithful and He shows things to His people. And yeah, I'd say if you're, you know, in a friendship that I just think trusting your friendships and your relationships to the Lord is is a big deal. Yeah. And knowing that he will give you the strength, he will give you the words, the, you know, I think we, we feel that we know like those little nudges of, of doing things for people, having certain conversations. And so just not being afraid to do that. It will be uncomfortable. There will be moments. I mean, we literally would sit in silence at times, just not knowing what to say, but knowing something needed to be said. Um, And I'm super thankful for that. And so, yeah, um, press into it. Well, we have a special treat for y'all. <laughs> um, so we will be back in just a few minutes to do that. Um, but before we break one more time, um, I'd wanted to ask you the question that I always ask at the end of my podcast, which is like, what's the Lord showing you right now? What's he speaking to you personally? Um, I would probably say, I mean, I, I'm a me personally, I feel like I have all these little avenues in my brain, all these compartments, monkey mind, monkey mind, <laughs> squirrel. 
And so in this exact moment, <laughs> I feel like just yesterday the Lord was showing me something. And then two weeks ago, he was showing me something. Um, he meets me where I'm at, y'all. <laughs> no, um, I think what God's speaking to me would be, oh, I, I wrote it down earlier. A lot of times, um, I can get so caught up in, you know, why did this happen? Why wasn't, why wasn't I included in this or like very, like just very self-focused. Um, and to a degree, I think that that's a good perspective to have in order to ask the Lord, like, why, why do I feel this way? What's going on in my heart? But I just felt like this probably a week ago in the areas where I feel less than, or I feel down or my feelings have been hurt or something like that. I just have felt him showing me that sometimes the best way to deal with those thoughts and those feelings is to turn it around and look for somebody that might. And it it was funny because it was kind of confirmed to me in Bible study that I go to because the lady there was sharing the exact same uh, struggles that she has been dealing with. And I feel like the Lord had just told me it was the day two, two days before, because it was a Sunday and Bible study was Tuesday. Um, This idea that I'm not the only one that struggles and feels certain things. And so what if instead of just being mopey and why does this happen or whatnot, look for the people that feel the same way and be that for them. Mm -hmm. And it so quickly can just snap you right out of those, those feelings and not to say those feelings are wrong, but they just can eat at you. Mm -hmm. And, and so I just feel like God has been showing me like a quick way or not even quick. It doesn't have to be quick, but a way to focus on things is to go from inward to outward. And so I want to have a perspective of looking for people who need what I'm needing and being that for them. Yeah. Through the, like with the Lord's help, him showing me. And so I was able to share that. The thing that was cool is I uh, pulled the lady aside um, at Bible study and I was like, you know, I, what you were sharing, I felt like I felt very personally Um, and it's something I walk through and I struggle with, and I feel like the Lord has just recently showed me this, like, you know, what I go searching for and what I desire to be done for me. Why don't I look for that same person that I can tell? I mean, we can, we can pick up on those things. And I was like, I just felt him saying, be that for someone else. Like, let's, let's take a spotlight off of you and Mm -hmm. let's put that spotlight on somebody else. And she was just like that is exactly what I needed to hear. And it was just really neat that through my, what I had been struggling with and took it to the Lord and what he shared with me, he was orchestrating with somebody else. Yeah. And so I don't know how you would sum that up going inward to outward through the lens of the Lord, like having him show you. I love that. So again, that's like the, the one thing. (laughs) One of them. There's a couple others. So if any of y'all are real interested, just hit me up in the chat. Yes, because we have those, aka social media, which she doesn't actually get on. Well, she does get on. She just doesn't. Hey, quit give my secret. <laughs> I had somebody ask me about that today, and I said, they said, is she on? And I said, oh, she's on. She looks. <laughs> I look. You'll never I see speak. her. <laughs> You'll never see her say anything on there. Except for Christmas. Happy <laughs> Merry Christmas from my family to yours. That's it. So, you know, oh. you can see her little Christmas card in a month, but that's about it. <laughs> but she does have Messenger, so you can hit yeah. her up there. Okay. I want to take a minute to tell you about another partner of mine, Maggie and Me Candle Company. I hope that last month you were able to take advantage of that 10% off using my code there. Uh, We will be doing something like that again very, very soon. 
but I hope that you were able to get some yummy smelling candles because they really are just the best of the best. Uh, they are soy based, hand poured, made with love. They smell amazing. The scent lasts so long. They're just the best candles ever. And I cannot say enough good things about them. If you have not had a chance to get them, uh, you can get them around town at High Five Bakery. You can get it at New System Bakery. You can get it at Nelly Dog. Um, or you can get it online. They have a new website. It is www.maggieandme.shop. Go check them out. You need to get some of them and let them know that Elena sent you. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Chloe. It was so fun to record. Um, one thing that we did not talk about in the episode that I did want to uh, make sure that I hit on was just doing life together. You know, Chloe and I do life together every single day. She is part of my everyday life. We talk, um, you know, we do life together with our families, with, you know, our kids, our husbands. And um, sometimes that looks like, you know, having the deep conversations. Sometimes it looks like just having fun family nights or date nights. Um, And sometimes it looks like just helping each other out. Um, Just last week, (laughs) she was over spending some time with me and talked about she needed to stop at the store on her way home for some milk. And I said, don't do that. I've got milk in the fridge. Just take it with you. I We're not going to use it in the morning. Just take it. And so <laughs> it's doing that. It's um, early in our friendship. One of the things that she did that nobody had really ever done for me before. I remember specifically, I had a busy day and uh, we had a meeting that night and wasn't going to be able to have dinner. So I was just going to run through a drive-thru and she said, Oh, don't do that. I made soup. I'll put some out on the front porch for you. Cause she was on her way to a meeting too. And so she packaged it up and had it sitting on the front porch for me. And I stopped by and got it. And I was able to eat a home cooked meal for dinner that night. And, um, she'll show up at my house with, you know, guacamole on a random Tuesday or, um, you know, when we're, one of us is at the store, you know, we'll say, Hey, I'm running to Kroger. Is there anything you need? And we'll grab it. Or I'm going up to target. Is there anything you need? You know, we do life together and it just is really fun when you have a friend that you can live life with that, um, you do the practical things with, you do the deep things with, you do the fun things with, it just makes for a fun life together. So I hope that you enjoyed the episode of us kind of sharing a little bit of our friendship with you. I hope that you've enjoyed this month. You know, we had Beth and Linda share about their decades of friendship. We heard from Pastor Mark last week, who is like a spiritual father to our family and, um, and then Chloe this week. So I hope that, you know, it has helped. These episodes have helped, um, just prepare your heart for the season that's upcoming with the holidays and uh, especially Thanksgiving and, um, you know, just things to be grateful for the relationships, the friendships in our lives to just be a little extra grateful for them this year. So with that said, we will not have an episode next week. Uh, Hope you enjoy Thanksgiving and spend time with people that you love. And I will see you next week or the following week, um, week after that on December 1st for another episode of Pour It Out with Elena Beverly. So enjoy the rest of November, y'all, and I'll see you next month.